Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast with your hosts Matt and Mike where we talk about what it's like to own and operate a gardening business inside of the UK. We talk about gardening, we talk about business, we talk about tools. Make sure you stay tuned. Just a quick one before we dive into this episode. If you'd like to have your grassroots story featured on the podcast, send an email at thegrassrootspodcast at gmail.com. The link will be in the description. Hello, welcome back to another episode. So today we're going to be talking about investments. And this is fairly topical because we've just had Saltex yep. a, few, a few weeks ago. And this in my humble opinion, is the richest, although the most cash flow that gardening landscaping companies, it's the month where usually the bank account is the highest because you've just finished with all your, like, your, your maintenance rounds. Last winter is far away in the background as, it's, as it could possibly yep. be. And... If you're doing annual contracts for grass cutting, which a lot of people do, they're about to get paid out. I know a couple of mine are, um, so that's exciting. And yeah, it's because the March, April, May, you tend to be somewhat funding the lack of work through January and February. And I don't just mean lack of work, like I mean like lack of daylight. Yeah weather, all those types of things that go into... The off-season, yeah. Yeah, eating into your profitability. And that's now the longest point away. Um, and that's why everything's fairly timely in terms of, like, Saltex and demo days and all this kind of stuff. So that was a really good chance just to talk about kind of my and our opinion on investments and when we should make them and um yeah yeah it's um it's always something that's quite quite interesting because some people are really calculated with this kind of stuff um some people like me jack and the beanstalk uh just randomly go spending not hundreds <laughs> but like i see some shiny and i'm like yeah we're all right with that well, you uh, say not hundreds but how much did you spend today yeah, but that was that wasn't my fault. That was <laughs> so something broke halfway through a job, and I've got a week's worth of. It was a hedge trimmer, and the hedge trimmer broke, and instead of warrantying it, I just went to go buy a new one because I've got a week and a half worth of work, and the warranty takes like two weeks. So I did last time. It's just not viable to wait that long. So I just thought I'll just go buy it. So that's that you can't count that. That's not fair. <laughs> that was a really unfortunate situation that I fixed. Should we get a certificate for that? No, not a bill. But yeah, it's um yeah, so there's there's um yeah, there's obviously like you can be really calculated, some people are calculated, some people are a little bit spendy. Um and yeah. So just before we kick, kick this off, um a couple of episodes ago, we were actually talking about what the perfect crew size was and yep. the we kind of had a laugh about having eight or nine different backpack blowers for all the team do you remember yeah yeah 
I was on YouTube the other day, and there's a YouTube channel I follow from, I think it's Texas, so I'll quote me on that, um, and his channel is called It's His Turf, and I heard him on a podcast years, two, three years ago, and he just seemed like a really, like, nice guy, and It's His Turf is, it's the Lord's Turf, so it's, it's very deeply God-fearing man, um, as a lot are in the States and um, in Texas. And so are his crew, and he does a lot for, like, the local churches and bits and pieces. So, yeah, even went as far as naming his business after the Lord. And the Lord wasn't helping him with this leaf clear-up, but I'll tell you who was. <laughs> Nine of his colleagues... Was it that video that I saw on Facebook where one guy has got a backpack blower on his back and one on his front and his jaw? No, 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 no. Is that a different no. one? <laughs> <laughs> There's loads of them. The title of this video was uh, 52 lawns, sorry, 52 leaf clearances in one hour. And That's a lot. they really do just go mental. So it it's a HOA in in America, yeah. and he's obviously got the whole estate locked down. And I'm guessing they do all the lawns, all the trees, all the everything. And yeah. he clears his part of it. So as quick as he can get through with his machines. Um, but honestly, it's just it's fascinating to watch. So there's like there's like nine of them, and they're all just over the front lawns going with these with these blowers blowing them into the middle of the road, and then there's like three either side of the road all clear all clearing the the lawns and then there's like two or three in the middle of the road continuously blowing the leaves down the street so the whole operation keeps moving and then there's another guy with the suction for the billy goat that's like the billy goat toe behind that then mulches it and shoves it into the back of um a trailer and i'm not kidding like this was mental like, I've never seen... I mean, the noise must have been unreal. Like, a truck, a, a big vacuum, nine blowers all going past your house. You must think that a Boeing's just landed on your front lawn. <laughs> but it was, it was ludicrous. So, yeah, when I said nine crew side, that nine on a crew, and started laughing about leaf blowers, I was very much humbled. And, yeah, so it's... If you watch the video, it's called It's His Turf, and... Um, the guy seems really good, actually. Like, he seems like a really, really, really stand-up guy. Um, but yeah, this that leaf. I, I mean, there were dry leaves, to be fair. Like, yeah, wet leaves. Were, like, game. They're, yeah. yeah, they're not British leaves. It doesn't work. Doesn't work the same way. But yeah, honestly, it's great. So that's a bit of an investment in kit, isn't it, for a leaf clearance? Yeah, but if you're doing fifty-two houses in an hour, and you're charging those out. out. Well, it'd be an annual contract, won't it? Yeah, well, an average of... So, the quicker the quickie you can get yeah. through it on a commercial basis, the more money it makes. Because nine people for an hour mm. at, like, what, $15 minimum each? All that fuel, all that equipment. Like, he's clearly just said, right, first hour today... We just clear this HOA of leaves, yeah. and then we all just go off and do our separate things. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fascinating. It was fascinating. Um, 
not something that we could have, I could ever imagine the UK. I mean, no. I've seen big retail parks being operated by like two people from from like a contractor's um, from like a national contractor. So, um, but yes. Anyway, I just thought a little side note. I thought I'd tell you that story. Um, the so obviously I had a prior career, and a lot of this was linked with the financial team, uh, the finance team, yeah. and I used to sit two two stops away from the from like a financial manager and then once a month we would meet with the uh, financial director of the business so i got kind of half big insight because this is a million you know it's like a billion pound company at one point yeah um so i got a bit of an insight into how the brain of a financial director at the top level really operates and there was some quite similar themes um, and of course, this has to be an investment that they were interested in to begin with, because yeah. if they weren't interested in it, it was a very short meeting. Yeah, there was not time for any biscuits. Like it was a short meeting um, with several challenges that you would not be able to overcome. So you never went back to that meeting with that suggestion. But there were times where it really was like a. Yeah, if 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 you got a bit of a bite, you knew about it, but that was only like stage one. Yeah, you know, pique your interest. But you could pretty much guarantee if you went into that room with a suggestion for because I bought a lot of kit when I was there for for the um, on behalf of the stars. You know, we spent like hundreds of thousands a year on certain stuff. So like. They knew I was coming in there, like, ready to suggest yeah. some big things. Like, I wasn't coming in asking for pens for the shops. It was like, I was coming in asking for, like, hundreds Stop of pounds. Of <laughs> yeah, I mean, the headset investment yeah. was crazy. That was, like, three grand a shop. Yeah. Times 450. Like, I'm not good enough at maths to do that, but that was the biggest thing I went in there for. And but that piqued their interest. Um, but there was certain stuff that if you were investing, and there's a point to this, it was just, I'm just telling you cute little stories about, about my nervous experience <laughs> and asking the financial director for money that wasn't in budget. The, the interesting thing was if you could prove that it would, whatever suggestion you were you'd come up with, if you could prove or as good as prove that that investment would repay itself within the financial year. So if you had if you had twelve months left, you had a better yeah. on chance that it was going to repay itself. If you had six months left, you might have to maybe spread it over two. But if you could prove that by the end of the year it was a cost saving benefit, you were pretty much there. And I often think about that in terms of my business. And if I can, as good as tell myself that it'll pay back before the accountant's bills due at the end of the year, because that's my financial year. I don't care about March. It's, 
it's when Mr. Chan wants his money. So when Mr. Chan wants his money, that's my finance, end of my financial year. And if I can pay back or prove, you know, not prove, but like, because I'm not just sitting there and have a board meeting myself, am I? But like, <laughs> if I can, if I can think about it and I can justify it in my own head yeah. that it, it financially pays for itself within 12 months, you just spend it. Like, yeah. don't, don't dither, don't dilly dally, just spend it. Because by the end of the year, you've generated yourself money. And you've got an improvement that should last the test of time as well. So you've got that, you've also, so you've got the benefit within year, tiny, although it may be. Yeah. Huge benefit for year two, three, or however long what this piece of kit's going to last. So I thought that was really interesting, in a bit of a interesting That's a good insight. insight. Yeah. yeah. That, because obviously these people have all day long people coming to them cap in hand, like Oliver, yeah. asking for money. And yeah. yeah, so they had to have a system that didn't drive them mental. And yeah. it was in my experience, it was in year payback. Does it pay back in year? Yes, it does. All right, I'll have a quick look at your data to make sure you're not telling porkies. Yeah, looks to add up. Yeah, do it. Let's know you go. And that was that simple for, for that. Now, obviously, if it didn't pay back in year, lots more questions were asked. Yeah. And I think that should be the same for any business, to be honest. I think, yeah, I think especially if you're an owner-operator or you own a small business... I think it's very important because a lot of people would just go, oh, well, that didn't work. But I think having the um, almost intelligence to look back and system, see just put why it didn't it. work. Yeah. It's putting a, put a system around it. That's what yeah, I do. Why I it didn't work. It. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. um, trying to prove a two-year, because by the time you got to two years, you kind of might as well have a three-year plan. Yeah. Um, because you've kind of already stretched the boundary of the year. You might as well push it a bit more and just, like, see if you can get, like, top-level stuff. But then, of course, because they've got a board of directors and major shareholders, there was always, like, plans, service plans that they would make, and this would usually... Be, I can't think what they call it in politics, but the manifesto. Yeah. So they have a manifesto every, um, that's not what we used to call it, but politics called it a manifesto. And they have it every, like, what, every time after there's an election. So theoretically, the manifesto should last four years until the next. They obviously had that. So you would know that their, their plan would cease to exist in 2024 yeah. so you would know to only do it for two years and you know maybe scale it back if you knew that it was a five-year plan three-year plan or whatever maybe you could stretch it out a little bit um and i think that's a really good system and i like it and i yeah that's, no. how, that's how i operate however it's pretty damn boring because you tend to not buy big things because yeah 
big things don't pay back in a year. Ride-ons, chippers, they just, they don't pay for themselves in a year unless you're heavily involved in that. Or you're going to go out and look for that work. But if you've already got four days tied up a week, like a lot do, or even five, to buy a chipper, to then try and fill the diary full of stuff to chip, isn't going to work within a year. I dare say it'll work with them too. So, a turf cutter, for example, would be, I can't remember how much that Canon was at Soltex. I think it was about two, 2,200 quid, like that. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Now, I hire that exact same one for £55 a day because I only use it for an hour because yeah. once I've cut the turf, it's done. I ring the guy and I go, thanks, mate, perfect. I fueled it back up again, collect it whenever you're ready. He swings by at 11 o'clock and I, I don't see it until the next job. Now, there's a lot of 55 quids in there before I get to 2,200 quid. Hmm. And obviously, the more 55 quids you spend, the more you do the work, the quicker you get to the point, don't you? That yeah. you've broken even. Now, let's just run the maths on this. Because running the maths is fun. 2,000. 40 times I would need to hire that to get to that point. Yeah. And then you've got to add on storing it. Yeah. Servicing it. But then I guess it's worth something off the back of that. Resale value, yeah. So maybe it's 25 times. However, I think, yeah, I think as well it depends on the cash flow of the business. Yeah, potentially. As well. Yeah, I think that's a, a big, especially for something. Obviously, it's it's not a a small cost, but in some businesses, in some companies, that may be a smaller cost. Two thousand pound may just be, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get it. But it is especially that return on investment, and it? it's you've got to be careful. So let's say for the turf cutter, you've got to hire it 30 times. And that covers resale. So 30 times makes it worth it. I used it seven times last year. So that's four and a half years. Yeah, it's a long time. It is a long time. There is a slight benefit that I don't have to wait to hire it. Yeah, it's there on demand. You know, it's always... yeah. yeah. But then I've got to put fuel in it, I've got to change the spark plugs, um, clean it, which I don't do for his. Because um, <laughs> he, he picks it up from the job site, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. start capturing it outside after I'm trying yeah. to lay turf. It's just not going to work, is it? He wants, his, he wants his kit back so he can be in the pub for five o'clock. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, true story. The amount of stuff I've dropped off at the pub for him. <laughs> he, he loves his he loves it um but yes the uh yeah so four years it's not too bad it's not ridiculous but a lot can happen in four years yeah it's a niche bit of equipment um and at the end of the day it's building assets to your business yeah um I think there's probably stuff that 
I would probably go for first over that. And, you know, being a stand-on would probably, yeah. probably benefit me slightly more. Um, but then a stand-on would be a quicker return on investment, wouldn't it? Well, I've not done maths, but yes, theoretically. So I could be more efficient on some of my commercial jobs if I had a stand-on. Um, I would probably need a trailer because I don't really want to drive into the back of my Navarro. Um, because I just, I know for a fact I'll take my head off. So yeah. um, I want a high-sided trailer. Now, a high-sided trailer would have much bigger impact on my yeah. business than a turf cutter because to get a decent side trailer with sides that could fit a stand on, I could fit more waste in it when I'm doing... Um, there's a, a lot of benefits. Yeah, there's there? huge benefits to it. Um, so that might be something that's a year payback. Uh, not a year payback, like a two-year payback. Yeah. Um, that would be... And this is kind of, I guess, a the same way that they work. Yeah. You know, yeah. these big corporate bods. Yeah, um, I suppose what's important as well to think about is not just the return on investment, but the efficiency it gains, the ease that it, it sort of frees up. Yeah, it does. I mean, that is only from a solo perspective. Uh, sorry, a small team solo perspective. Yeah. So let's say you've run a massive landscaping company, right? And you had, I don't know, two crews every week doing turfing jobs. Yeah. Team A's got a turf cutter. Team B's digging it out by hand. Do you now get two turf cutters? Like, there's a certain element that you've just got to be a little bit, like, careful when you're, trying to introduce too much comfort unless you're staying small um and that's not to say that you shouldn't have a team that's like happy and comfortable but like i can get really expensive if somebody's like i'm not i'm not weeding that garden bed by hand where's my rotivator like it's <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah people get like that, people get like that. you know how, how could i possibly fit this battery without my toolbox he's using my toolbox it happens, yep. doesn't it? It yep. happens. Well, you just, mate, it's a temporal spanner. Like, it's a temporal spanner. Just take it off and get it done. Yep. Like, and it's the same with a turf cut, isn't it? Turf cuts are great. It's a spade. Just dig the bloody thing up and get on with it. Like, it's, yeah, you got to be a little bit, got to be a little bit careful. I mean, the ones that I can't wrap my head around, from a gardener's perspective, and I'd love somebody to tell me why I'm an idiot for this, is, uh, chippers now mm. I've used a chipper last year twice now you'd think I'd use a chipper if I was hiring it more than I'd use a turf cutter I would think um, I just don't get it so slow you're putting stuff through this thing and then it comes out and it's still a product. Yeah. And the only way I can see that it's like of any sort of benefit is if you spray it back into the garden beds as like a form of mulch. Um, yes, I, I, yeah, I did one 
this year and it was removed, I think, five fairly large trees, lots of six apple trees, lots of little trees, and we chipped everything that was small enough to chip. Yeah. That went into tun bags and then the customer kept those. Yeah. And that'll be a project for, I believe, next season that I'll be doing. Make so like a pack. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Do a lot around yeah. the trees, garden beds. So I did the same I did the same as a community yeah. centre. We took down six trees and now they've got a woodland path. Um I mean I I just shipped it into a pile, but they but, they, they yeah. made it into a, a thing. It's very time consuming. <laughs> it is. We, I, between two of us, we must have had twenty hours chipping. Yeah. So, if you go back to the big trailer story, that's yeah. big trailer dreams. Yeah. If you could load these big trees, like these big branches, straight into the trailer, yeah, and straight out at some at the other end of something or another. It's got to be quicker than chipping. And yeah, m- most of the time, I think chipping is a convenience to put it in a bag to then get rid of it, especially if it's a lot of green waste, yeah. certain type of trees, and and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a convenience thing more than anything, especially for me having a combo, which is such a small van. I can't put those big branches. Even the little branches, it still it soon yeah, fills yeah, up. Yeah. So having that trailer rather than a chipper, that'd be more ideal. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm not banging. I'm not banging on chippers. I just yeah, no. I get what you mean. There's so much out there that I think I would get before a chipper. And nah, I tell you that back. There's millions of things out there that I would get before being a chip before getting a chipper, unless you're a tree surgeon. And like you've got big crazy things, or you're doing a big mm. project, and you need to chip them. I just, I just don't see the appeal of owning a chipper, to be honest. And there was some nice chips. That's all, Texo. Oh, there were some beautiful chippers. Like there were some beautiful chippers, and you know, I, I even got a little bit um, jealous when I saw Joe Lysett put that ten grand into <laughs> a cobra. Um, <laughs> The other day, um, I was, I was looking at oh, look at Cobra because they're about you know they were the, that was one of the options I was looking yeah. at. If I, you know, when I was when I was debating it before I actually properly used them. Um, anyway, the so yeah, chipper for me would take quite a long time if I'd hired it twice, even yeah. though the even, even though the cheaper. Um, yeah, obviously you. Battery equipment is a big thing at the moment. Yeah, for an investment because once you're tied in, you're tied. You're kind of tied in. Yeah, it's a massive debate I'm having at the moment. Myself is which brand? Which brand do I go with? The the Milwaukee stuff, which I've already got batteries for, but it's not as good as not as much available yet. Or do I go with a completely different setup? different batteries and then it's which setup do you go for um because obviously some setups are a lot more expensive but then the warranty the longevity of the items the weight of the items how good they are 
depends on the price. So it's that toss up between again how quick are you going to see that return on investment? Which for something where I've already got petrol gear, it works. Yeah. It does its job. It's battery gear is arguably arguably not going to make me a massive more amount of money than the petrol gear. I agree. Quickly. Over yeah. time, it will, because you've got, especially with the petrol costs at the moment. It's, yeah, there's, there's electric costs. Yeah, there there is. <sighs> um, but there's, <laughs> there's ways and means around that when you um, work somewhere else as well. Um, <laughs> That's the solution. Buy batteries, yeah. steal, steal the electric. Steal electric, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right because what would battery gain you over a petrol from a purely monetary point of view? Not a lot. You'd be slightly quicker. Probably the battery equipment that you buy will be a slightly higher quality than what you've got already. Yeah. And there's a bit of a intangible benefit for the customer because you might be able to do a slightly nicer job. Yeah. Uh, especially with head trimming. Um, I think battery is a bit more of a lifestyle thing in terms of less fatigue. That's um, exactly why I want to get into battery. For me, I'm not getting into... It sounds a bit backwards, but coming from a very hard manual job, <coughs> is it's a lot easier. And that's where, where I want to go. It's a lot easier on my body than lifting gearboxes out, engines out. Um, swinging hammers, cutting a hedge where you're holding the battery, a battery tool rather than a petrol tool. I'd rather I'd rather pay a little bit more and and be able to hold a battery tool a lot longer, and I go home less tired at the end of the day. I think that is important, especially if you're wanting to get into it for a long period of time. Yeah, agree. And not completely, completely knacky your body. Yeah, and you can also fit more work in at the end of the week. Yeah, um, if you more. If you're quicker and you're 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 feeling better, but yes, you're right from a purely monetary standpoint. If you're doing a hedge for a hundred quid, I always say that's round number. If you're doing a hedge for a hundred quid, the benefit of battery is going to be slightly quicker. Three pound a hedge, yeah, to like that just for the speed of doing it. That's maybe what it's worth. I suppose, so then, yeah. I suppose you've got the 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 fuel. Oil cost. Say five, say five of them. Five of them. Yeah. Um, and you're buying, let's say, and um, let's go with Ego. Seems I know the price of them after today. Um, the the long reach is going to be about five hundred quid, plus what two batteries, so yeah. seven hundred quid for that full setup. I know you can use it for other stuff, but um. That's going to take you 140 hedges. It's a lot of hedges. To monetarily. I mean, I don't know how many, how many hedges do I do a year. 140. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe even. Do I do 140 hedges a year? Sounds like a lot. It does sound like a lot. One every other week, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No. No. No, that's three a week, isn't it? 
It's one every other day. Yeah. Probably not far off, you know. Probably not. Be interesting <laughs> to find out. You know, I did like four the other day. Yeah. One day. And then there's always like, I go do the lawn. I'm like, can you do the privy at the front? I'm like, yes. Don't need to check for birds and stuff. Sorry, you do need to check for birds. That was a slip. Yeah. You don't need you don't need to worry about birds so much because they're they're low. Yes. yes. It's that like chest height, so you can easily see in and no bird around there is gonna make a nest. Um there's like sparrow hawks and it's like in the middle of the countryside. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's not as um it's not as uh, maybe. Anyway, maybe that does. Maybe maybe that would just pay back in year for for yeah. the battery for the battery benefit. Um, what would be interesting to find out is how much does a battery cost to charge? <laughs> so for I'll give you something. So there's a company out there. Changed his name. I can't remember his new name. It was Hayes Machinery. Right. Machinery Nation, that's what it's Ooh. called now. Machinery Nation. It literally has worked out how much it costs to charge each Ego battery. Can you remember? No. I wasn't that bothered because I've already got them. I didn't want to know. Because <laughs> whether it cost whether it cost a penny or a pound, I'm still plugging the bugger in. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't really want to know, but apparently it's a really, really good watch. I think it compares a few. Right, that'll be interesting. Like if, yeah. Um, because the ego has got the fast charge system. Yes. Yeah. Not as fast as Crest, but still fast. Um. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. You can actually, you can actually work, you can actually work that out. And, and to be honest, busy people that way, we're not going to sit down and work out whether battery is going to be a a benefit that's going to pay back in year or eighteen months or whatever. No, but it'll be an interesting figure to find out if you're. <laughs> Filling the well, jerry can up for yeah, thirty I mean, quid now, like I did the other day, and that trying to trying to figure out. I, I just like the facts and figures. How big was your jerry can? Uh, jerry can is twenty liters. All oh, right, because mine was eleven pounds. Yeah, um, no, it's it's expensive. <sighs> I used to be able to fill that up for for about twenty quid. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it has, it has, it has gone up, and there's, uh, yeah. But I mean, in terms of, I mean, we're a lot, a lot of people are tied into whatever they've, whatever they've bought pre cost of living crisis anyway. So, um, but yeah, there's, um, there's obviously you're gonna, you, I think you should go on, and we'll kind of close it on this, hopefully inspirational statement. But I think you should use a few different elements of decision making before you go ahead and purchase stuff. Um, I think if it's in your payback, as we've been through, just buy it. It doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. If it's longer than in year, it has to be driven somewhat on the maths, but also somewhat off the gut feel. Because there's, if you know in your heart of hearts that it's not going to pay back for four years, but you're going to do your damnedest to convert your customers, find your ideal customers, 
and go and get that work to bring it to a two and a half year payback changes the game a little bit mm. because what i was working out there was turf cutter would take me was it four and a half years yeah to pay back now if i actively went looking for turfing jobs i could bring that down quite significantly yeah yeah and i think that's the bit that's missing out of the pure maths the fact yeah, I, don't, that, I don't think you can invest purely on maths at all no. No, there has to be a bit of a that's to be a bit of a heartstrings. I think I don't think any I don't think anybody truly buys anything. Most purchases are made off like the feeling of buying the purchase of, of buying the thing. Yeah. Um but I think if you just couple it together with the maths and some and put a system around it like I do. And yeah, I think there's there's yeah, there's investments to be made out there, and for us, the biggest one is equipment. We all love equipment. We all love equipment. Um, but there is more than equipment. You know, there's like there's personal development stuff. Which, yeah, that's a really which, important one, especially coming from a a big company that puts a lot into that personal development. To, especially for yourself, you said before going out by yourself, that just stops. You've got to invest in that that time i think is more than anything yeah <laughs> yeah he got, got to read audible books by characters yeah. from monsters Inc. but <laughs> i mean you've um yeah you've got to really um but well, i mean you have to but I, but I think if you if you're not you and stand and you're standing still and i think i don't think you'd be listening to this podcast so long um because i don't think we would attract people that weren't interested in at least kind of being slightly ambitious in terms of you know making their business either bigger or better um and better might be working less hours a week and making it more profitable so you can go ride your motorbike or yeah take that bakery class you always wanted to take on a friday um I don't want to take a bakery class, but you know, you never know. The, yeah, so I think there's this, um, yeah, the there's an investment in personal development. So I mean, I went to in 2020, COVID year, could have been COVID year, could have been the year after, yeah. I can't remember. Went to um, Mike Andes is like conference, digitally, obviously. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to Washington. Um, and that was a massive. That was a three-day event, and it was all digital, and it was really good. It was really good, and it wasn't just. It was business development as well as personal. A lot of the personal stuff, to be honest, was. It was quite basic, because I've done. Yeah. A lot of personal development stuff before um but the business development stuff was really good um which in turn develops me but you know there's people out there that have coaches like professional coaches cost a fortune um there's people that have counselors for more than just mental health stuff it's to drive their ambitions and or you could just have an audible subscription and mm. 
you know, there's there's loads and loads of different ways, and I I see Audible as an investment in me. Yeah, definitely. Because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good resources out there, and I do use it. I do use it. Um, not every to be honest, not every book I read a banger. I don't I don't finish a book and like, oh, I'm gonna tell everybody I know about this. <laughs> some of them are just a bit naff, and I'm like, I listen to it. It's a bit, but there are some like that just stick out there. That like, if I know I'm having a bit of a a moment, I know I can put that book on, and it'll remind me of the decent lessons. Yeah. So like, have you heard of Dave Ramsey? Do you know who Dave Ramsey is? Uh, no, I'm not. No. So he's a quite famous like money saving. He's not the money saving expert. That's what I keep, what I keep wanting to say. But basically, he was—he's like the original like saving guy in America. Um, he's got like a sudden drawl, and he hates debt, and he's all about eliminating everything. Oh yeah, um, no, you recognise him. Yeah. I've seen his TikToks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but Dave Ramsey's got a book called the Total Money Makeover, and yeah. I've listened to this book on Audible a couple of times and Dave tells me off when I'm about to spend stuff. Um, and I know when I'm like, so like last time my head's still broke, I was going to go out and buy a whole new combi set because mm. I wanted the hedge trimmer attachment as well. So we had two long reach hedge trimmers, yeah. slight efficiency benefit because there's two of us. So I put Dave on for a bit. And Dave told me off, and I didn't buy it. And I'm glad Dave told me off. And, you know, the, that's an investment in me, because that book cost me money. Yeah. And it wasn't a significant amount of money, but, yeah, Dave told me Dave told me off. I didn't buy it in the end, and I'm glad I didn't, because it wasn't the right time, and it wasn't. I didn't really have the £800 to set to one side. To, yeah. To do it, I don't think it doing year payback either, to be honest. But um, yeah, so yeah. Anyway, to 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 um. So my, what's your next big investment? My next would be battery. Let's tear it apart. Let's tear it apart so you don't do it. Yeah. My don't next would be battery equipment. I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Either that or a new lawnmower. Yeah. I think that's the the next big ones anyway. Or investing. I do have a trailer, but it needs some work. So that'll be more of a time investment than a than a monetary investment. The how how many lawns do you have? Sure. Um, this season we just pretty much finished now. And let me work this out. Six. And then how many? How many you planning on? Are you are you upscaling that in March? Or? Yes. So, it obviously it depends on root density. Um, but the the target would be so I'm gonna drop it out of my job and use that either for a I'm gonna do one day. So I'll be down in two days. I'm gonna do one. One day, sort of bigger jobs. One day is just going to be maintenance route. 
Um, my, so you, I'm going for 12 next year. Okay. So doubling. Yeah. Six a day, two weeks, bi-weekly. I would say, I would say an investment in a decent lawnmower is a good idea. Um, I started off with one of the, one of the mowers I've still got now and it was high end. It made things easy and it starts first time, still does. And it was a thousand pound, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a cheap, wasn't a cheap mower and it's still paying me back now. Yeah. One, one thing I do want to touch on is, which has just popped into my head is that new versus used. That's a massive thing. A lot of people just buy, buy new and obviously in a business. Yeah. It makes sense, but if yeah. you're just starting out, or in your first, I'd say two years, I can get. I've been looking. I can get a a hater commercial, one of the grey ones. A I think it's a one of the big boys. A fifty-eight I saw on eBay was fifty-six. A fifty-six, yeah, sorry, was I think it's about two hundred and fifty, three hundred pound. Yeah, which is a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, I think that's an important thing, especially with new businesses. Don't have yeah. to, yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, to splash out for a new new product. Obviously, the warranty, the service, but if you mechanically minded at all, it's it's not an issue. Yeah, I mean, if you're not looking to reduce your tax bill, yeah, at the end of the year as well, which automatically knocks twenty percent of every retail price. And then, of course, there's a slightly bigger benefit if you're VAT registered in the UK, which is obviously 85,000 turnover. Um, so there's a benefit again there. So it really does reduce the price the price of everything. Um, but, yeah, you can't argue with 250 to do the job. No. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I don't, well, I, I don't, I'm not even in that realm, so I don't think about that No, well, that's, that's um, the thing. A lot of people who are established won't think about it. Yeah. So it's, it's you, doesn't, you it, doesn't, even pop, yeah. doesn't even pop into my head. But no. yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it should. Maybe it should for small stuff. But it's just it's a time thing as well, and it's searching around and got to yeah. pick stuff up and you know, it's um yeah, spend a bit more time with tools in hands rather than shopping. Um yeah. it's also but no yeah, it's, that's it's, a, that's it's, a, it's a good point it's a good point though. I think it's a, it's a good point for people just starting out. If there's anyone just starting yeah. out, used or the new, just to get you going. Yeah. Even just that next upgrade. It's a massive. I guess. I guess the only. I guess it depends on what the use item is. Yes, definitely. Because if it's something that you're like, oh, I'll do it for six months. Yeah. It's a complete waste. Yeah. Realistically. Because you're still going to have to go out and purchase that item. Now, if you can't afford to go out and purchase that item, then maybe you just take the hit. And you just... You, it definitely you depends on what it is. Yeah. Like, and if there's a hated pro, yeah. if there's a hated pro, you know, those things last for years. So, yeah. Yeah, you've got a good argument for it there. Um... Cool. 
I think that wraps everything up for me. From yeah, no. standpoint. Um, cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. See ya. <laughs>